Hi, JJ here with The Art of Value. Today I'm going to respond to another video by Jeremy from Financial Education, a big financial YouTuber. I'm finding it fun to respond to some of the biggest financial YouTubers about their Tesla content. I'm a new Tesla shareholder, so I haven't done these kind of videos till now, but I'm not going to turn to a Tesla channel, but for now I'm having fun doing it. And Jeremy's been buying again Tesla for the first time since 2019. We'll see what he has to say about that. Also, welcome again to my new house, which we'll be moving in in about a month. So I'm really excited about that. It's empty and a bit echoey at the moment. Sorry about that, but let's get into it. Oh my word. We got to talk about what's going on with Tesla, not just today, but kind of what's going on here. A lot of people want to know where their stock's going to bottom. I'm going to share that with you. I made the biggest move in regards to Tesla stock that I have made since 2019 here today. Okay. I'm going to share that with you along with so much more insight in regards to Tesla as somebody that's held the stock for many, many years, took some insane profits from like life-changing profits and and uh, now I am officially back to loading the boat as of today, okay? As Jeremy says, he started loading the boat for the first time since 2019. I've started buying recently too, which is why I'm making these videos. So where is the bottom for Tesla? Let's see what Jeremy has to say. Today it's actually up 5% on the day. It's had a good day, but generally it's still it's like 73% down, which has shocked a lot of Tesla shareholders, very bullish shareholders. Where's the bottom and is it a good buy? Let's see what Jeremy has to say. I think it's a reasonable buy. I started buying at 125. I'm willing to go down. I'm willing to see it down 95% actually like Amazon went down after the tech bubble. We have to see what happens. It may not happen, let's, but let's just see what Jeremy has to say. There are issues here in the short term that we're gonna go over. This stock, as of today, this, the shares are the same price that they were back in August of 2020. So literally, if you bought Tesla stock here today, you bought at August 2020 prices now at this point in time. That's how insane this sell-off has gotten and how vicious the sell-off has gotten. Now you can buy back at 2020 prices. So Jeremy speaking, yesterday it's gone up 5% in the last session, but yes, down 12% is plummeting, sort of accelerating the sell-off. He talks about being the same price as August 2020, which is about the time where I thought it started being a bubble, these emerging tech stocks. Yes, including Tesla starting to be a bubble back like mid 2020. I saw a danger zone, so I certainly haven't bought it since then. This is why I'm buying it now. It's back there, but the company's had a lot of growth since then. In 2020, I think Tesla had a, like over a 700% spike, if I'm remembering that correctly, which was absolutely crazy. And a lot of people thought that was kind of fair price after that, but we're back there now, almost August. I wouldn't be surprised if it drops more, but it may not. Let's see what else Jeremy has to say. You know, obviously everybody has seen the the report by now and I covered that on my channel, right? The deliveries of production numbers, all those sorts of things, okay? But I'm seeing a lot of people kind of, you know, talk about the 40% growth year over year, those sorts of things. But here's a big part that Wall Street's really looking at. And if you want to know why this stock is down double digit percentage here today, the real reason is this is a company that it's seen as the numbers are just going to keep getting worse and worse and worse. Because if you look at the quarterly numbers on a year over year basis, uh, you know, not, not at 40% growth. Okay. And so what this company is showing is that growth is decelerating rather rapidly. And with a lot of obviously worries about the economy, the thought process is these numbers are going to continue to decelerate and continue to get worse. And the company is going to go from, you know, 50% growth to 40% growth to 30% growth to 20% growth. Right. And so that's the thought process that's starting to play out now. So Jeremy, of course, is talking about those delivery numbers that came out in the past few days, which did not meet analyst expectations. Expectations were lowered a little bit, but it came in even under that. So People are worried about with the growth, as he says, going down from, they were hit, hitting, trying to hit 50% growth. It was kind of 40% growth, which is very good. But again, a lot, there are a lot of bullish investors that think that Tesla can go 50, 50, 50 compounding indefinitely. And it's looking like that, especially through a recession, could be down for a while, if not permanently. 
and we'll have to see what happens. But that's, as I said, that's the Wall Street thought process right now. Analysts are thinking that. From my point of view, I think that 26% per year would be absolutely fine. That's a doubling every three years. I mean, that's very good for an for an auto company, or we talk, I talked about this in yesterday's video, auto company or tech company, a bit of both. 26% would be fine with me, but what is the price that we pay for that? And is it gonna get it back up to 50% growth? It's getting very big, it's hard to scale. I mean, it's, it's at huge scale, it's hard to compound 50% a year for that. This is the problem, this is the problem. An analyst just a few weeks ago, right? Because I would show this number time and time again in Tesla videos, just a few weeks ago, analysts had their, their revenue estimates at about 40% for this company for 2023. And this is an issue and they need to bring down more, okay? Analysts are still at 36%. So they're starting to bring down their numbers. They need to bring down more. This company's likely not going to grow at 36% this year. And Wall Street's trying to get ahead of this, essentially, because Wall Street is starting to figure this out. Analysts are super slow to react, super slow to react, but they all will react. And Wall Street's starting to realize, oh, crap, I don't think this company's going to grow at 36%. So what Wall Street does is they try to get ahead of that, and they try to sell off, obviously, and it causes a mass just selling pressure of just vicious proportions on the stock. And that's how you get the stock down another 12% plus here today, because Wall Street's trying to get ahead of this. They know this is the issue, that the company's likely not going to hit those growth rates in 2023. They're going to come likely way under that, way under that. And Wall Street's starting to realize that, but without really stating that and without kind of freaking everybody out, right? Okay, more on this growth rate. Wall Street, as he said, is figuring this out. This is not retail buying or rather retail selling that's driving the stock down this much. It can't be. It wouldn't, it's not big enough volume. It's definitely Wall Street that's changing their mind and adjusting to growth rates and analysts will do that. As he said, there was talk of that it's built into the price already before the numbers came out and then they didn't meet ex expectation and it plummeted down that 12%, again up 5% today. But I think there's a high possibility that it could go, could go down. I just don't know. We'll have to see. You want to know what the real problem is for Tesla right now? I'll show you what the real problem is, okay? There's a few of them. It's multi-things working against Tesla right now. And for a company like Tesla not to take growth rates, you got to have a lot of things working against this company. This is the first, okay? Look at this. If you want to get an auto loan now, it's ridiculous. Like you're going to have to pay the highest interest rates you've had to pay in 10 plus years. And a lot of people just aren't willing to do that, to be quite frank. If you have great credit, great credit, you're looking at still close to a 9%, 10% loan uh, in terms of interest rate. I mean, if we go back to anybody, let me know if anybody has good credit and you got an auto loan in 2021 or at the beginning of 2022, what was your interest rate? I can almost guarantee you if you have really good credit and you got an auto loan in, in 2020, 2021, or early 2022, your, your interest rate on your auto loan is likely 2 or 3%, somewhere in the twos and threes, likely under 4%, okay? Now, if you want to go get an auto loan today, you're paying eights or nines, that same exact person, okay? And that obviously changes your payments in a substantial way. So a lot of people, even with great credit now, are looking at autos and just like, I'm not buying right now. No, I'd rather just buy, you know, or drive whatever I got to drive right now. Because it's just the, the interest rate is not conducive to doing something like that right now, right? And so this is going to be working against Tesla for quite some time. And this is the majority of, of like, if I had a guess, this is the majority of Tesla buyers is, is kind of in those. Never mind the lower. Oh my gosh, you're getting so wrecked. It's not even funny on kind of those ones down there, right? Okay, this is a really good point. I talked about this in my previous video responding to Joseph Carlson talking about how people in a, during recession times will be delaying car purchases. We can argue about whether Tesla is a tech company or an auto company, but it definitely sells a lot of cars and people will be uh, thinking about, do I really want this car if they're losing jobs and so forth? But Jeremy makes a good point about interest rates for auto loans going up. That really is going to affect Tesla. There's absolutely no doubt about that. It's, it's industry-wide and people, these are much changed rates, much bigger rates, and the, the payments are just more compared to 
a year or two ago. So that's got to affect Tesla the company. If you're getting value out of this video so far and watching on YouTube, please consider hitting that like button to help us with the YouTube algorithm and it would make me feel good. Also, if you get through this video, consider subscribing so you can watch content coming up next. This is a huge issue for Tesla. And it's not just a huge issue for Tesla, but it's a huge issue for the entire economy right now. Going into 2022, we were in a great position in terms of people having savings. Uh, you know, then we kind of went down to normalist ranges and we had a sudden drop. And now we're like pretty much in the worst situation the United States has ever been in, in terms of savings rate, at least as far as these numbers have been calculated, which goes back decades and decades and decades, essentially, okay? This is a huge issue for the overall economy and for the overall stock market. If people really have this little money, like, like oh boy, okay, in terms of savings rate, that's, that's bad. That's bad, 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 okay? The next thing that's hurting Tesla in a massive, massive way is what you're looking at right in front of you right now, okay? The Michigan consumer sentiment. The sentiment's been awful. I mean, pretty much for the past six months, we've been at among the lowest sentiment from consumers we've ever pretty much seen, okay? And so if people, or if sentiment is that bad, people don't want to just go make big ticket purchases. It's something I've been talking about for the longest time. If people are more uncertain about their financial future, they're going to they're gonna bypass on big ticket purchase items. And the biggest ticket purchases that people make are homes and cars, Okay, that's always consistent. Homes and cars. Other things get hit as well, furniture and all those sorts of things. But the big ticket purchase items, that's the thing that people say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to wait right now. I'm not in the market to buy a new home right now. I'm not in the market to you know, buy a new car right now. I'll live wherever I'm going to live. I'll, I'll drive whatever I drive. And that's fine for right now. Okay, Talk to me in a year from now. And that's the way a lot of people are kind of taking this approach right now. Okay, I think another very good point from Jeremy here. We're looking at the consumer sentiment, which is really low, and the US savings rate, which has also gone down again from a year or two ago when there was a lot of uh, stimulus and people were able to save. And through the pandemic, I think people wanted to save because they didn't know what was going to happen to the economy. But here we are on the edge of recession, if not in recession already, and 2023 looking like it could be severe. However, what I do want to say here about what Jeremy says, I think he's right about people delaying car purchases and house purchases. And I see house purchases, we just built a house here in New Zealand. But the thing is that he, I think he's right about people de definitely delaying, but it's very, what he's saying is very US biased, which is fine. He lives in the US and I find a lot of YouTube finance YouTubers, investment YouTubers, it's very US biased. The auto industry is global. But having said that, we're looking at recessions in multiple countries here where I am. We're looking to, to induce a recession because the housing market has been, I think, in a bubble and they want to slow it down and they want to slow the economy down. Interest rates are rising. So it's kind of the same. We know in China, which Tesla is in. And so we, we have to think more globally. I, I find this US bias a bit much, but it has to be said that the US does affect the world. The US Fed definitely affects the world. It has a spread out effect across the world, definitely, in terms of wealth effect that happens. But still, we do need to think about this US bias when it comes to global companies. Then, to add insult to injury, used car prices are starting to fall off a cliff, which I, I'm very happy about, and I think that's healthy. I think that's been, re re you know, it was, there's no time period where it was normal for you to be able to go get a car, drive it off the lot, drive it for a year or two, and then sell it for a profit. There was never, ever a thing. Never. That was the most freakish thing ever, okay? And that is a bubble. That was That's just waiting to be popped, right? And it's starting to pop now. And it's going to get worse. And so, you know, with all these Carvana situations, you can have a lot of these auto companies go under and have to sell assets at pennies on the dollar. The used car market will get worse before it gets better. And that is something that hurts Tesla at the end of the day, right? And if you look at used car prices for Tesla, they drop substantially. I mean substantially. I mean, we're talking ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 on a lot of models now at this point in time. And that means... 
Now, if you're going to buy a Tesla, you have to consider buying used. There was a long period of time where it was like it didn't make sense to buy a used Tesla unless you really desperately needed one because it was like hardly a discount for us buying a brand new one. Now, at this point in time, if you're in the market for a Tesla, buy a used Tesla. Another good point, the used car market. Again, US biased, but it does have a big effect. It's a huge market for Tesla. And it was, a, as he said, it was a very unusual position for actually used car prices to actually go up and there was this narrative around that Teslas would actually go up in price after you'd bought them because they were so valuable. And with FSD, full self-driving, they'd be so valuable that they kind of wouldn't drop in value. The norm and traditionally is that like as soon as you drive a new, a new car off the lot, it drops in price and then goes down from there. There, it's like one, two, three years. There was this narrative that Teslas wouldn't do that. I think even Elon kind of mentioned that at one point. Obviously, that's not going to be the case. If FSD comes along, maybe it'll change the game a little bit. But as he said, look at Carvana, who's been in trouble. If companies can't make it during these kind of times where used cars were actually going up in price, they're not going to be good during a recession. So this is going to affect Tesla. I don't like buying new cars myself because if you buy one with low mileage in like a first or second year, it's kind of a much better value than buying a new car. So that would be my that's my preference. It always has been. Being a value investor, I just think about that. Buying a new car, I've never been into that. Doesn't make any sense. Also, auto loans don't make sense. I mean, maybe there's some tax advantages in the US for doing it, but why would you get an auto loan? It's like you're paying even more. Anyway, that's just my my bias, my opinion. But I think what Jeremy's saying here, he's got another good point. Now, the important thing to remember is this is for the long-term investors here. Everything I just went through with you there, okay, all these things that are going to hurt, that are hurting Tesla right now and will hurt them over this next year, those are all short-term things. Those interest rates won't stay up like that forever because eventually the economy is going to really start to fall off the rails and the Fed's going to have to lower rates, right, which will obviously bring down, uh, you know, th that amount. The consumer sentiment has started to improve and likely will continue to improve as long as we can keep inflation in check. So that, that's something that eventually is going to work, work for us rather than against us, right? The used car market, it's got a lot of pain ahead for the next 6 to 12 months, but that will stabilize as far as that goes. And so all those different factors I just took you through there, those are all short-term things. And they're absolutely hurting Tesla for this next 6 to 12 months. But they will erode. They will go away. And then the long-term focus will get back for Tesla, obviously. And the company will prosper and grow into the future, okay? Okay, here Jeremy's saying these things kind of like they're fact rather than opinion. He's saying that they're short term, which is could be true, but there could be more medium term or longer. We just don't know. Interest rates, he says, will come down. We just don't know that. They said the Fed, when they get inflation under control, will come down. That's true. Michael Burry, in the last few days, has sent out a tweet. Maybe I'll make a video about that. I'm not sure yet about how he thinks that there'll be a, a second dose of inflation where the Fed will start to, to take rates down and inflation will go up again. And obviously after that, they'll have to put interest rates up again. So Jeremy's talking like this is short term, but it may be longer, maybe when you think medium term, but we, we can't guarantee that there's not gonna be higher inflation than has been or higher rates than has been. We just don't know that. So this could play out over a much longer period or not. We just don't know, but I wouldn't be willing to state it as kind of fact like that. Okay. Now, in regards to me, in regards to Tesla, I just bought a lot of shares here today, okay? The most shares I bought of Tesla in a long time. And I've been somebody that's been very patient with Tesla. I took some incredible profits in the stock in 2021, 2022. I sold most of my shares, right? I mean, the stock just got up to insane valuations that I felt like there was the risk reward wasn't as appropriate, right? So I took some, in my opinion, like life-changing profits, insane, right? But now I'm looking to buy back every single share I ever sold of this stock. And it's gonna take me probably a year to do it, but I'm gonna do it over this next year, essentially. And I wanna buy and buy and buy and buy in this stock. And I'm gonna show you what, and I stay patient with this one. That 73% fall there, 
I bought a total of a little over $2,000 worth, which is literally nothing for me. Now is the time to start loading the boat on the stock from my perspective, at least, right? And I'm planning to, for the next next few months, I bought 145 shares of the stock. And my plan is to continue to add aggressively Tesla over this next three to six months while it kind of is uh, trying to find its bottom, essentially, okay? So Jeremy's buying approach is interesting here. I think he's planning over the next six to 12 months to kind of load the boat over time as it finds a bottom. Don't know where that bottom is gonna be. He doesn't think it's gonna go down much below 100 if that I think it's possible to go down more so he's going to load the boat over the next six months to a year after not touching it since 2019 which is kind of uh, good that he hasn't he, he sold a lot of Tesla though so he, had to pay, he would have had to pay tax on that but it was in a bubble situation and I would say that's kind of the only time that I would be prepared to sell in a bubble situation where it was just the price got so egregious that you could not that it didn't make sense to hold like that Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger have talked about that Berkshire and Buffett, have, they don't really sell all those times where Coca-Cola got egregious. He said he kind of regretted that situation where he didn't sell some Coke when it got really expensive in the late 90s. But Charlie's Mungus talked about Costco, like a sort of never, never sell kind of situation. If you look at their big positions like Apple, when it got overpriced, I think they, they knew there was overpriced and it's come down, but they didn't sell long term. McDonald's, American Express, all these companies, they haven't sold. Back to Jeremy, he's uh, he, he did sell quite a lot of Tesla and he's, gonna, he's buying them back over the next 6 to 12 months. From my point of view, I'm taking it slowly. I've got an initial position. I'm willing to see it go down over 90% if that happens because it was a bubble and that can happen and so I've got these uh, prices that I'm willing to buy 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 over a similar time frame and if it doesn't if it just if it uh, doesn't go down anymore and goes up that's fine too but I think there's a possibility it could go down a lot more <laughs> let's just see what happens a lot of people are trying to figure out you know where's the bottom for Tesla you know, I've heard a lot of debate out there around 50 to $60. That's where a lot of people say their stock's going, right? And I've talked to a lot of folks. I just kind of hear opinions out there. A lot of people throw those 50, $60 out there, okay? 50 to $60 a share. I don't think super realistic, although I would be happy, super happy if it went down to that as somebody that wants to buy the stock aggressively over the next six, 12 months. I don't see it happening. What I see it happening, and I've spoke about this before, is I see 90 to $100 range for the stock in kind of that bottoming out process, in my personal opinion. If it goes to 50 to 60, like I said, I will take every share in sight. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But I don't see it happening. I think 90 to 100 is where the stock ultimately bottoms. And uh, I think you're going to see aggressive buying pressure. The sharks are coming in, the whales are coming in. And if this baby goes under 100, in my personal opinion. But like I said, I wish, and we can all wish, but don't. Don't hold your breath on that. That's all I'll say about that. Okay, see so here, he thinks it's going to bottom about between 90 and 100. We don't know that. He says let's talk about 50 to 60. I've made some videos about that. If you go back and look at my playlist, Tesla playlist, that's, that will have six videos in it after this. I think it's possible. I mean, as I said, it's been a big bubble. I think it's been a big bubble like the tech bubble in the late 90s or different circumstances. But when stocks go way too high, they usually drop down way too low afterwards in a bubble situation. So I'm, I'd be prepared for that to actually see that 60 price or even lower, but we just don't know if it doesn't fine. But 90 to 100, he says he, he's uh, thinking, but he'd be happy if it went down low. I'm kind of in that same situation. My my next price is in the around 80 dollars, just above there. I'd be prepared to buy, which is 80 percent down from the that bubble peak, which could happen we just don't know so what do you think of what i've said in this video reacting to jeremy let me know in the comments my channel isn't as big as jeremy's it's quite small still so i can reply to every comment and i will other than spam so let me know what you think of what's been said in this video about the price the valuation about any of the points that are made 
let me know. I'm also on Twitter at The Art of Value. So at the end of this video up there, I'm going to put a link to my playlist. As I said, this will be the sixth video in the series, recent series of videos about Tesla stocks, seeing I've been buying it for the first time. I've been reacting to various YouTubers and I made a video about buying it in the first place. People seem to be liking the videos. So if you are interested in that, I will put the playlist and go and see that 